Welcome to Global Bitcoin Fest, and uh, this week we're doing a, a conversation with the Zambia Bitcoin community. Super excited! There's a lot of things happening over there. We see a lot of activity on Twitter, and uh, yeah, uh, we are super eager to hear you out, guys. And Global Bitcoin Fest, we're a crew of Bitcoiners from all over the world. We started in 2021 with um, just exploration by giving away free sats in uh, uh, various Latin American countries, El Salvador, uh, Cuba, Venezuela, Mexico. And then it grew into a little chat. We had a, a member in the chat that had a suggestion to do a 24-hour non-stop tourist base uh, when El Salvador went live with the uh, legal tender law on the 7th of September. We thought it was quite a crazy idea, but... Within 12 hours, we were all working on it, and there was a lot of people involved. And it uh, in six days, we got everything in place, and it was super hectic. But 24 separate sections we did over 24 hours, starting midnight, the day when Bitcoin became legal tender in El Salvador, and going throughout until the next midnight. And every hour was a packed hour with super interesting stuff from Bitcoiners uh, from all over the world. We had like 18 communities from uh, 18 countries joining and talking about what was happening in their country. And it was so exciting. We decided, let's do this every week. Once a week, we talk about uh, with a new community uh, around the globe. And today, focus is Zambia, Bitcoin community. And uh, yeah, we're super excited to talk with our guests and um, also i just want to mention that uh, globit confess just set up our own node uh, our own lightning node it's run by dax sosa in the audience and uh, he's going to be giving sharing free sats and uh, if anyone in zambia wants to connect with the node we'd be happy to talk about that in the background afterwards it'd be super cool to have a lightning node connect with our globit confess node and um, with that said, I'm Lucas, and uh, I'm a Maxi, of course, like all Global Confessed crew. And I'm, I started quite late, uh, really realizing uh, Bitcoin and uh, that it's the only option. I was a tech guy. I started a tech company back in 2010. I was super focused on building that. So when 2013, I discovered Bitcoin for the first time. I thought, ah, oh, it's too expensive. I bought Litecoin uh, because it was cheaper. I bought Feathercoin because it was even cheaper than Dogecoin. And then, uh, then I uh, forgot about it. And in 2017, I got kicked out of my company after two years of fighting with various shareholders. And I had some time on my hands. And I was traveling the world, and I dug into Bitcoin again. And... I got confused by the block size wars and went all in on shitcoins and lost 98% of everything in 2018-19. And uh, uh, only when I sold my shares in 2020 in the company, I had to really think hard about how to save money in a responsible way. I came back to Bitcoin and 
early 21, I started hanging out in spaces and all of the people here made me uh, realize that Bitcoin is the only option. And yeah, so I'm a pretty, pretty beginner maxi actually. And um, with that, I want to hand over to the co-host, um, Bitcoin Diary. Um, do we call you Bitcoin Diary during this space or something else? <laughs> Actually, uh, my name is Humphrey. Yeah, so uh, a bit about myself. Uh, as I said, my name is Humphrey. Yeah, um, I was born and raised in Zambia. Um, yeah, so my back, my bank, my background basically is uh, in uh, engineering, engineering, mathematics, a bit of that. Um, uh, my introduction to Bitcoin, uh, it was first, uh, first to be frank, it was for the money. So uh, I, 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 I was introduced to it because of the potential. It had to go up like that. So uh, okay, maybe you can make some money. Uh, from this, yeah, and uh, when I started, I first bought Ethereum. Uh, I bought a bit of Bitcoin, and then uh, I bought uh, Ethereum. Yeah, in the process, um, I started learning more about Bitcoin and the potential it had. Um, and then I I realized something that okay, there's something more to this. Yeah, because initially. Um, my plan for like, my financial plan was simply just to work hard and invest my money in the stock market and just buy bonds, something like that. Yeah, but it turns out that here in Zambia, um, we have only about twenty-five public listed company on our stock stock market. You can imagine, and our stock market is not liquid, so that is also an issue for a person who wants to invest. So there was that, and. Uh, there was also an issue of inflation. So after looking at this and then, uh, and then I later start, uh, started, I started uh, studying Bitcoin, it became clear to me that uh, uh, the traditional way is not the way because there is no way I can compete <laughs> with the world like this because we see in the US, uh, in Europe, we have got hundreds and even thousands of uh, public listed companies and most of the products that I used to like, I use Google almost every day. I use Facebook. I use uh, uh, I used to use Amazon. Yeah, these things. But I can only use the, them as uh, as a user. I cannot be a shareholder. Yeah. So in a way, it's like the wealth is transferred to the people who are actually holding shares in these companies. So because of that, uh, I, uh, my, my my thought was okay. There there has to be something. Yeah, and Bitcoin is something that came as a hope for me. So I think that's when I began to realize that okay, there must be Bitcoin is the way for some of us who are in Africa. Yeah, so that was my introduction to to Bitcoin. Yeah, so uh, and here I am, I guess. Yeah, looking forward to the future and excited about the future because we have got something that uh, we know for certain that is. Uh, we, it's going to change the world. It's, it's already changing the world in, in Africa. So that's that about me. And you're focusing currently on on something speci- special within Bitcoin? Yes, yes. Uh, the main issue right now in Zambia is education. Um, a lot of people 
uh, associate Bitcoin with scams or scammers. Yeah, because some people have been scammed before. A lot of people here in Zambia have been scammed before uh, from these uh, cryptocurrency scams and all this stuff. Yeah, so usually we we usually have uh, Bitcoin meetups every 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 month, just once or twice a month, just to educate people, to tell people what Bitcoin is, and maybe share some thoughts. Yeah, and we are loving it. Uh, some people are beginning are beginning to open up. It, it it's 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 gradual, it's slow, but I'm seeing a light that people are beginning to realize that okay, this is hope because. Uh, when you explain some things to people, for example, we don't have the S&P 500, so uh, we need something that can save the value. Inflation is high and all that. So people are beginning to understand, especially the young people. Yeah. That is super interesting, and I look forward to hearing more about that. Um, thank you very much, Humphrey. And uh, next, uh, Zambian that I'd like to... Um, here from Savuto. Um, do I pronounce it correctly? Please share your story. Uh, it's Mavuto, you're right. <laughs> All right, uh, super glad to be here. Happy to discuss about the hardest money on the planet right now. Yeah, so my name is Mavuto and uh, my background is in engineering. I'm also a content creator. Uh, I do some programs, 2D animation. Yeah, and I... I can, I'm a, tra a trade forex too. Yeah. Um, um, I was, in, I'm, a, I'm a Bitcoin maxi, by the way. I just like everyone here, I'm guessing. Yeah. And uh, I was introduced uh, to Bitcoin in 2017, 2018, somewhere there. Yeah. But uh, the way I was introduced to it was, you know, I just it, it was introduced to me as something that if I invest if I invest my money in it, it was going to go up after a period of time, and I was going to make some good money. Yeah, and at that time I was a student, and I had some money that I was saving in the bank. Yeah, and at that time I was trying to like learn about money to see how money works. I woke up to the reality that if I was going to work for money, probably half of my life, I might as well just learn how money works. So, uh. Uh, when I had put my money in the bank at that time, uh, my money was increasing in value, but not at the rates at which it was reducing in value via inflation. And so I was looking for vehicles in which I, I would invest my money so that I can keep up with the value of money as it is losing its value in the form of uh, through inflation. I mean, yeah. Uh, and uh, somebody, somebody introduced me to Bitcoin and um through that, I, I saw how Bitcoin was like. It was at the time when there was so much uh, noise in the Bitcoin, in the crypto world. Yeah, and a lot of cryptocurrencies were going up and down. And at that point, I bought some Bitcoin. I bought some, um, uh, some. Uh, I bought Ethereum. I bought also Dogecoin. But yeah, as we know, uh, most of these coins are not stable now. They're so volatile. And at the time when I bought the the the, the, the they just went down and i thought i was scammed and all that yeah so uh i i i i kind of felt like it wasn't the way and I, I took a pause from them yeah then later there was something i was working on like i said i'm a content creator and i needed to get paid but then the the the, the traditional payment method like the bank methods uh weren't very good for me at that time because uh i was looking at the rates 
and the and the commissions in the process of receiving the money were too much. Yeah, I remember I did a transaction one time and I received my money, but I lost about 15% of my money in the process, and that was just too much money to lose. So uh, I, I I was working on something with someone at one point who was in the US, and uh, they, they 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 told me about Bitcoin and as a payment method, and and there was literally no money to be lost in the process. So uh, when I received my money and I did my, uh, I traded those Bitcoin on local Bitcoin for my money. I, I, that was like super cool for me because I, I, in the process, I did not lose any money. So I decided to give it a chance. But this time around, I went a different route. I started investing my time learning about Bitcoin before I could invest my money. And the more I learned about Bitcoin, the more fascinating, fascinated I became and the more I wanted to know. Yeah. And so long story short, I, I put in, a lot of time i learned about bitcoin and i became addicted to it yeah and uh, i i now know what bitcoin is what uh, what it represents the potential it represents the hope that it is and the freedom that it represents to most people in the world yeah and uh yeah from there i've, I've been a bitcoin maxi uh and yeah i'm i'm holding my money in bitcoin yeah, and uh, just to talk a little bit of the things that we're doing in an introduction in Zambia, I'm actually working with the Bitcoin Diary, Humphrey, uh, just to uh, to share knowledge about Bitcoin. Uh, when we came, when 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 we started talking to people about Bitcoin in Zambia, we realized that a lot of people actually do not understand nothing about Bitcoin. Yeah, and a lot of people actually still thinking that Bitcoin is a scam. And so through the conversations with people, we took an initiative with Humphrey to start holding Bitcoin meetups where we can just spread the knowledge about Bitcoin so that at least if somebody is going to say no to investing in Bitcoin, they should speak from a point of uh, where they know actually what they're talking about, where they're educated, not from ignorance. Yeah. And so one of the things we're really focused on in our Bitcoin meetups is to just uh teach people everything that we know about Bitcoin, but most importantly, to tell people to invest their time in Bitcoin before they can invest their money. As we know, Bitcoin is very volatile right now. And so somebody somebody can invest their money today and tomorrow Bitcoin drops by 30%. They'll feel scared. Uh, they feel scammed. Yeah, but if they had invested their time before they invest uh, their money, when Bitcoin goes down, they wouldn't they wouldn't, in fact, they would feel it's an opportunity to even buy more because they understand what Bitcoin really is and what it represents. Yeah. Awesome, Ness. Thank you for that introduction. And I think first time that I saw you on Twitter was uh, when Paco the India, or uh, is it Paco, uh, run with Bitcoin, but it's Paco. Uh, he was in Zambia and he was at one of your meetups and you had a rant. Um, I hope maybe if um, if you can dig it out and uh, share it at the top or maybe you can share it in the chat and I'd be happy to share it at the top because it's uh, one of my favorite rants that I've seen. Um, I think it was you, maybe it was Humphrey or maybe it was both. But yeah, that's, that's when I saw you guys first time. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was an interesting day. It was Paco run with Bitcoin, you're right. Uh, it was one of the Bitcoin meetups that was held at one of the universities in Zambia, which was sponsored by Anita Posh, uh, run with uh, Bitcoin for Fairness, sorry. Yes, and uh, Paco was one of the speakers, run with Bitcoin. So we attended that uh, Bitcoin meetup. And 
it was an interesting Bitcoin meetup because I think it was the first Bitcoin meetup I and the Bitcoin diary attended where we got to speak and at least share the knowledge uh, in terms of how much we know about Bitcoin. Yeah, and yeah, uh, he was taking short videos and it so happened at the time when I was sharing about my experience in Bitcoin and what I thought about Bitcoin. He captured that moment and uh, he, he tweeted it. And it went viral. It was it was an interesting moment. I had never experienced something like that in my life. And uh, that was just, for me, it just came out to, it, it came out to me as just like how amazing the Bitcoin community can be. Yeah, it was really interesting to see the responses and how much attention the video got and the impact that the, what was uh, the impact that what was spoken in the video had on the people and the message it carried was really an interesting one. What was even more interesting was to see people like Alex Gladstone uh, documenting Bitcoin, retweeting the video. That was super interesting. I mean, I'm I'm just here in Zambia and somebody different places from different places actually get to see that and get to repost it and get to uh, say amazing thing about it. I mean, Bitcoin is... Bitcoin is really an amazing thing. We, I, I don't think that was going to be possible in my life if it wasn't for Bitcoin. So that actually strengthened my my, my belief in Bitcoin. And uh, and from that moment, I've, I've been digging in even more to learn more and more about Bitcoin so that I can share that much that message to, to, to my people in Zambia so that they can all see what potential Bitcoin really is. Yeah, it's. I think it's amazing. And the one thing that I think is... That, that Bitcoiners that are already working a lot in Bitcoin, that these positive feedback loop can really make a difference. And I hope that also what we do with Global Bitcoin Fest can help bring some positive feedback loops. I think we've been able to connect a lot of Bitcoiners around the world with each other. Hey, uh, 2014, uh, what do I call you? Um, please share your story. Hello. Uh, uh, yeah, I go by 2014. Um, you know, still figuring out NIM stuff. Um, that's when I first got into Bitcoin. Um, you know, I, like most people, I you you hear about Bitcoin perhaps a few times before you get into it. I have a memory of watching like a local news story, like a small time news story. And I'm pretty sure it was about Bitcoin. But when I think about where I was in my house... I know that the date was January 2009, and and so I think th that can't be. There's no way that, that that I must be like I must have superimposed this memory on something. But uh, anyway, um, regarding Zambia, I, I'm an American. I'm a U.S. Peace Corps volunteer uh, living here in Zambia, and um, I'll just say up front, nothing I say is affiliated with the Peace Corps. I sort of have to give that disclaimer. Uh, but I, but I've been living here since 2018 uh, until 2020 when COVID happened and I, I come I've come back. Um, I'm happy to to meet this group here, uh, Humphrey, Mabuto, all the rest of you. We haven't had a chance to connect in person, but we've been talking on WhatsApp and such. Um, and I'm really excited to to be part of this Zambia community. Um, to go back to uh, how I got into Bitcoin in 2014, uh, I was living in South Korea teaching English and I was looking for a way to save money, remitting money uh, back. And I wanted to save $40 because it was a $20 fee 
uh, on both ends of the transaction from the banks. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I, and I was just looking online. I saw this thing about Bitcoin. I was like, what's that? I started looking into Reddit. And so uh, back, I've not been active on Twitter. Um, this account, uh, I made this account in 2021, but I learned about Bitcoin on Reddit. Um, and back then, like the news was so sparse. It was like, oh man, one of the stories that comes up today, like that daily story today was like, would would satisfy us for like six months of like, oh, that Bitcoin was mentioned um, in like some minor paper or whatever. So it, it's amazing to see how adoption is growing and how things have progressed. Um and I think like a Bitcoin diary, like Humphrey had said, uh, when similarly, when I first bought Bitcoin, it immediately continued going down <laughs> and I was underwater on it for two years, nearly two years before uh, it came back up. But in that time, I continued to learn about it. Um, at that point, I was you know, curious about how money works because I was looking at remittances. And, and when as soon as I saw that I could send what was like a lot of money to myself instantly. And the fee was like two cents. I was like, holy shit, this is going to change the world. We are just so early. Like this is unstoppable. It's amazing. Um, so that's when I really just kept diving into it for learning about it. Um, so yeah, I, I come back to education. Education is the most important thing. Uh, that I've seen here in Zambia. It's still very new. Um, I live in a very rural area of Zambia. I'm not near uh, Lusaka. I'm actually a 13-hour bus ride north of Lusaka. And uh, for comparison, it, it was also a 13-hour flight from the U.S. to South Africa. Um, so there are aspects of infrastructure throughout Zambia and throughout Africa, as um, I'm sure the others on this call can speak to better than I can. Uh, but there are things that have to develop um, in order for adoption to continue. And they are like uh, what's what we've seen recently with what Matrankora is putting together. So people can now have a Bitcoin wallet on on a phone that's not a smartphone. That is so empowering. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, also interested in putting together a podcast in which we translate um, to other languages. So um one of the things that we did in the Peace Corps is that we often work with uh, sometimes with uh, HIV positive people. And uh, if they're in a very rural area where they don't have a smartphone or Internet, they often it's small groups of people and there's been stigma. And so people are sort of embarrassed about being out, about being positive. Um, so we were able to create a podcast with multiple language feeds. I think in perfect intro uh, from 2014. Very interesting to hear. Thank you very much for sharing that. Chilis, the last uh, uh, Zambian on uh, on the call, and then we do quick as well about from the other guys. But Chilis, please go ahead. I'm actually representing uh, Zambia from the diaspora point of view. You might be able to tell from my accent, um, probably sounding like I'm from London or somewhere, because uh, that's actually where I live at the moment. Um, but actually born and Early part of my childhood was in Zambia before migrating over to Botswana. And then uh, dad got a job here in the UK and uh, migrated his entire family. So pretty much looking at Bitcoin from a diaspora point of view with uh, that Western lens, having been 
in the United Kingdom for a number of years now, but obviously very, very tied and very, very proud to be a Zambian. So I'm always keeping up to date with what's going on in developments in my country. And the moment I got a, a hold of Bitcoin and began to just understand what it was, uh, I just, you know, almost started to have like panic attacks. I was like, this is, this is crazy. I can't believe that we have, uh, or Zambia, Africa has the potential here to catch up to the rest of the world because for the first time in human history, there's a level playing field uh, with with this form of uh, money. You know, the first kind of um, a digital monetary network that's just available to anyone and everyone around the world. So that was, it was really, really like, I, I couldn't sleep properly for a number of days. It was just sort of like, very, very difficult to comprehend the the magnitude and the impact uh, Bitcoin was going to have on on my country. Uh, I got involved with Bitcoin in 2020, uh, properly just during like the the, the on, onset of the pandemic. Uh, it was through a friend of mine actually. He mentioned cryptocurrencies more broadly, so talked about Litecoin and so on. And there was just so many of them to look through, and I just I just couldn't deal with uh, hundreds of them and i said I, I need to focus i need to uh narrow my my, my search i want to i want to understand what works actually in this field uh because a bit of my background is in technology risk so i'm very risk averse you know i always try and uh ask the questions with you know what what could possibly go wrong with with a particular technology or a process so i needed to understand you know what what's all of this crypto stuff um, and the first thing i i sort of uh, did in my analysis was look at well who's the who's the top dog like who's at number one spot and look at that and dissect it analyze it and once I just got into Bitcoin and for me it just made perfect sense and yeah sure so as I said I'm actually based in the UK at the moment um, my plan is to go back to Zambia within the next few years and um, so yeah I look forward to returning back home and being with um, my um, my fellow countrymen and countrywomen over there and helping you know, the locals really understand the, the opportunity we have here with Bitcoin. Yay, super amazing. Okay, so uh, thank you all. It's uh, super interesting to hear your stories. And uh, uh, I'll make a short introduction of Alexandria and Darwin. And guys, uh, chime in if there's anything uh, that I miss here. But Alexandria, he is an amazing Bitcoiner from Zimbabwe, uh, part of the Global Bitcoin Fest crew. We met over a space when he shared about uh, his problems of trying to um, trying to propose to his uh, then girlfriend, and he wanted to um, uh, to make a donation to uh, his uh, girlfriend's uh, family in Bitcoin instead of the traditional way. But they were very skeptical about this, and. Uh, it was a very, it was a hilarious space, and I realized Alexander is a really interesting Bitcoiner. And uh, since then, he's been helping out with marketing the GoBitcoin Fest, and he's now also doing uh, some work together with uh, Money on Chain, uh, a, a dollar on chain, which is a Bitcoin-backed stablecoin. So, uh, and he's now traveling around the um, south, uh, south, southern part of Africa, and is setting up. Uh, and meetups and uh, doing a lot of interesting stuff. So reach out to him if if um, there's anything that uh, that you're doing as well. Darwin, 
amazing Bitcoiner that I met uh, through the giveaways early days for Go Bitcoin Fest. He is an entrepreneur. He has had a, a consultancy company since many years, uh, and um, uh, he has set up uh, Lightning for multiple enterprises in El Salvador and is now uh, launching it as a service, uh, Tianqi. And uh, we did the Global Confess 24-hour space together on the 7th of September. And actually, this uh, Global Confess account is registered with his phone number. So uh, some fun facts about Darwin. And uh, so if you ever go to El Salvador, that's the guy to talk to. Um, and I look forward to meeting Darwin in El Salvador very soon. So uh, that's going to be super awesome. So, um, yeah, unless you guys want to add something, I suggest we, uh, we move on to um, uh, Zambia. So, let's talk about Zambia. Let's talk about some history, um, Zambia history, you know, uh, whatever you want to start in the history. And then, um, what's the situation today on the ground? Uh, what's the inflation? What's the government? What's the culture? Um, yeah. What's what's Zambian culture like? So, yeah, uh, who would like to start uh, this session? Um, uh, Bitcoin Diary Humphrey, would would you like to start, or somebody else, Mabuto, maybe? Yeah, I guess I can start. Um, yeah, so uh, I think first thing is first, Zambia uh, was a colony of uh, of uh, Britain. Yeah, so we are colonized by Britain. So. We got our independence in um, 1964. Yeah, that's when we became a sovereign, independent nation. Yeah, um, the currency, uh, before we got independence, the, the, the currency that we are using, we are using the British pound. Yeah, and uh, some, some funny fact that I checked out uh, when I was preparing for the space is that... Uh, uh, we were using the uh, British pound until 1968. I think that's when now we are, uh, established our own currency. Our currency is called kwacha. And uh, at that time, one kwacha, one kwacha was equal to something like $1.4. One kwacha was equal to $1.4. That's when the kwacha was first established. Yeah, right now, uh, one kwacha, uh, I mean, $1 is equal to 16,000 kwacha. That's it's in the, the, the margin of inflation there. Yeah, but of course, when you go on Google to check um, to check uh, the, the price of uh, of dollar against kwacha, you see that it's one, $1 is equal to 16 kwacha. Yeah, that's because in 2013, uh, the government rebased the, the, the currency by removing three zeros they did that because a lot of zambians were kind of they didn't they were losing confidence in the kwacha so they did that to to to, to reduce to, to bring the confidence again yeah so uh well what is it to say yeah so i think impression i think from from what i've just said i think you can hear that you can you can i'm sure you can conclude that one of the main issues that Zambians have been facing is uh, is inflation. At one point, uh, inflation was in the double digits. That is in the 1990s. So, uh, I think that's that about uh, the the monetary history, history of Zambia. Yeah, and uh, coming to the 
the side of the culture and maybe the language and tribes. I don't know, maybe uh, Mavuto or Chiris or someone can add on that. So in Zambia, we have got uh, diverse tribes and cultures. So we have about uh, 70 tribes and uh, 70, 70, it should still be 70, 73 uh, languages. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a small country, but uh, uh, it's interesting to realize that okay, actually there are actually 72 different languages. Yeah, and the population of the entire country, uh, wow, last time I checked it was like 19 million. Yeah, other than that, uh, Zambia is a very nice place actually. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. I'm, I'm sure some 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 of you guys have heard about the Great uh, Victoria Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world. Actually, you find it here uh, in Zambia. Yeah, <laughs> if you decide to come here, you definitely enjoy it big time. A lot of uh, wildlife. Yeah, yeah, you can you can experience a lot here in Zambia. Um, what else? <laughs> Yeah, maybe my fellow countrymen want to say yeah. something to you. Yeah, I can I can come in and uh, talk a bit more about uh, the uh, economic outlook. So I think we've had a new government step in, a new president come in within the past year or so, really trying to stabilize the um, economy following some poor fiscal management by the previous administration. Um they, they just mishandled the country's finances. Uh, the treasuries were spent. We had no savings. I think we actually defaulted on one of our IMF loans as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, the, the economic outlook before this past year was, was really in a very dire position. Just, again, just largely mishandled by, um, by some of uh, our leaders there. But things are looking a little bit different now. Um, the, the new president and his cabinet seem quite uh, sensible in the approach. They're trying to stabilize the situation. I think uh, Zambia is probably one of the few countries in the world right now with uh, inflation trending downward a little bit, um, which is quite extraordinary given what's going on with the current global supply chains and uh, Western-induced inflation across the world. So. Uh, a couple of things that they've done to to stabilize uh, that situation, you know, perhaps deferring the the loan payments, building up their savings in the treasury, um, increasing the scale of uh, production across the country, looking at various sectors, trying to diversify uh, the manufacturing base. So a lot of promise, a lot of hope uh, with uh, our leaders in place right now, trying to do uh, things which are, are prudent, which are safe, that uh, that you know the rest of the the country can have faith and can have hope in? Uh, I think there isn't much to say now. I think a lot of things has been said by the Bitcoin diary and Chili's. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One of the things I, I think about Zambia is just how amazing people are, honestly. Uh, Zambia has one of the most kind people in the world. They'll make you feel at home. At home. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, there isn't much to, to add to what they've said already, but if you visit Zambia, you'll really like it. It's really an amazing place. And um, uh, any any specifics about uh, you think that's making the place so nice? Uh, do people invite you home to some amazing food? What's 
what, can, what, what would I expect? I can jump in on this. Um, as a foreigner who's been here since 2018, I have felt so welcomed by Zambians. Uh, it's true what they've been saying. I mean, some, Zambians are some of the friendliest people, hardworking people, good people. Um, and yes, they, they do welcome you into their home and, and feed you. Um, yeah, there's just, it, it is a culture of, of, of welcoming people. Um, and in my experience, I mean, I could speak a, a little bit about where I am. I'm in a, so I'm in a very rural area working with small scale fish farmers. And I guess that's another thing about the history of Zambia. Protein deficiency was declared a national priority by uh, the previous president. So, so fish farming is sort of a, a, a big thing. So infrastructure is is growing. Um, smartphone adoption in the rural area where I am is 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 not is nil. Um, internet is uh, it could be much better. Uh, up until recently, it was just the the two G edge network out in the rural area. I know in Lusaka, uh, these other the guys they there's there's more. It's in bigger cities. There's more infrastructure in the rural area. Not so much. Not many smartphones. Um, Boom. I'm really happy to hear. Uh, it sounds to me from what you guys have shared that uh, it's a country that's on the rise. Um, I get a pretty positive future outlook. That's the, that's the feeling I get. Uh, so I guess that's, uh, that's really nice to hear. It's a lot of countries nowadays that you can't say that about. Uh, um, what are the early Bitcoiners, uh, were there any early businesses or meetups um, that are interesting to share? Okay, uh, so maybe I can dive in on that one. Um, the Bitcoin history in the country. I think one thing we didn't mention in the beginning, I think Humphrey and I, I hope Humphrey is comfortable with this. We both studied in Russia, uh, engineering, and that's where we uh, first learned about Bitcoin. Yeah, and then when we came back home, that was uh, last year, 2021, we were trying to meet like different people and uh, every chance we got, we spoke about Bitcoin just to kind of see where uh, people are in terms of uh, the knowledge in Bitcoin. Yeah, and uh, upon uh, trying to like find out uh, how much people know in terms of uh, Bitcoin, uh, and realizing that people didn't know much, we started uh, trying to uh, start scheduling or making Bitcoin meetups so that we can start spreading the knowledge. One day we uh, uh, bumped into a, a, a link on Google, which was advertising a Bitcoin meetup, uh, the first Bitcoin meetup I attended in Zambia, which was by Anita Posh, Bitcoin for Fairness, who had partnered with some uh, crypto groups in Zambia. Uh, so in Zambia, there is a lot of people who are trying to make fast money in the crypto uh, are using cryptocurrencies so a lot of people want to like invest money make money in a short period of time and get out like that yeah so there's a lot of groups of people that are educating people about crypto scamming people are getting people for getting money from people so they can trade for them uh, like that and a lot of people are falling for that yeah so she had uh, anita posh had partnered with one of the groups of uh of people who are learning about cryptocurrencies and uh she in hopes of uh just teaching them about bitcoin yeah and that was the first bitcoin meetup we we had uh attended with humphrey and later on we got to speak with anita posh was quite disappointed with how um 
people, she thought she was arranging a Bitcoin meetup for Bitcoin only, but then it turned out to be people who were just looking to find opportunities to invest their money and get uh, and make some profit after a week or so. Yeah, and later on, we, we had talked and we, we, we had uh, scheduled another Bitcoin meetup, but this one was just for Bitcoin maxis, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin only, and we got to talk about Bitcoin, uh, discussed about Bitcoin, and had to send some uh, sites to people. I taught people about wallets, how they work, how you can back up uh, uh, your, your wallets, uh, the security part of it, and all that. And from there, we, we, we just, uh, Humphrey and I, uh, just thought that it would be perfect if we can just make it our our part of our journey to spread as much knowledge as possible uh, to different people and to different people are willing to learn and uh, uh, use Bitcoin as a saving vehicle. Yeah, and so in terms of history, I, maybe some people will add on, on to this, but a lot of people in my country are still looking at cryptocurrencies as just those things where you just put in money today and after a week you make money off it. And a lot of people are, are losing their money through that uh, mentality toward the crypto uh, currencies. Yeah. So um, what I hear is that uh, the, uh, the history in uh, Zambia is fairly uh, new. Mabuto and Humphrey, uh, um, when when did you start uh, say talking about Bitcoin in uh, in Zambia? Uh, so we started talking about Bitcoin when we came back from Russia in 2021. That's when we graduated August. We've only been in Zambia for a year now. Yeah, we came back August 11th last year. Yeah, we clocked a year just recently. So from that time, we've been just trying to... Uh, reach people to talk people to talk to people about bitcoin which has been really hard because um a lot of people in zambia when when you present bitcoin to a lot of people in zambia they uh they, they want to hear things like you are going to make money uh this is this is something that is going to make you rich in a short period of time and all that yeah and so the first time when you get to, to when you mention bitcoin those are th those are things that they want to hear and when you explain to them what Bitcoin really is and how it is different from all these other cryptocurrencies, uh, very few of people actually want to uh, uh, talk about Bitcoin further. And uh, But the, the thing that we have noticed is that the more we talk to people, the more we, 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 we gain a community. So right now, as I'm talking, there's a small community of people that we are reaching out to that we're talking to uh, about Bitcoin, and it is growing as, as as with time. So the more Bitcoin meetups we have, the more numbers we have to the community, and a lot of people are beginning to see Bitcoin for what it is. Like I said, our strong message has been uh, all this time when we talk to these people, just uh, teaching people what Bitcoin really is and not and, and telling them to invest their time in Bitcoin before they can invest their money in it. And the more people... And as we as we tell them, as we uh, spread this knowledge to them, most of them are coming back with feedback, and uh, they are coming back with questions like, uh, "How how can I how can I buy more Bitcoin? Because now I understand it. I want to save my money as low as uh, even 
I, I don't know if you understand our culture. Uh, uh, as low as 20 culture, people want to start saving money. Uh, our is in Bitcoin right now because now they are beginning to get it. They're beginning to understand it. They're beginning to to see uh, the hope that it represents. Yeah, and so we've we've been seeing these small feedbacks from uh, the people that we are interacting with, the people that we are spreading the the knowledge to, and we plan to continue. It's it's a gradual process, and it's something that is probably going to like take long to get a lot of people to understand what Bitcoin is but with small uh, small responses that we're getting from people are getting to see that actually something is getting done like we understand bitcoin is a bottom-up technology and so our focus is just on the people just to spread the knowledge to people so that at least they can begin to understand it and get in early. As we understand, we're still early in Bitcoin. Yeah, it's it's still early. People think, uh, a lot of people th think in Zambia that when they see Bitcoin is 24,000, it's too expensive for them. Yeah, but when we get to talk to them and explain to them and uh, talk about SATs, uh, which is a fraction of a Bitcoin, a lot of them get to realize that uh, they can actually afford it because it's, it's, it's cheap. Actually, it's the cheapest. Uh, asset that we can buy on the planet right now. So yeah, it's it's been a gradual process, but we're getting there. Just to just to add on a bit on what uh, Mavuto was explaining, um, uh, even though building a community, getting people to understand Bitcoin is a bit hard, but uh, uh, I wanted to mention that one trend that we have seen so far is those people who uh, begin to get Bitcoin, they don't go back. If you understand it, you can't go back. Bitcoin oh. Diary. Um, yes. I'd like to just make a last question uh, on the history. Um, and then I'd like to dig a little bit uh, more into how you do those meetups. Uh, I'm, I'm quite curious how you organize them. But I have a question to 2014. Um, I recall you saying that you've been in Zambia for um, quite a long time. Uh, I don't recall exactly the amount of years. But uh, have you being a Bitcoiner um, uh, during that period of time and what have you seen during that period of time in Zambia? Like, has it was it, you know, not spoken about at all or what have you seen? I was not a member of any WhatsApp groups about Bitcoin as, we, as I know we have now. I don't know how long that uh, Humphrey and Mavuto and the others have been with the WhatsApp group. Um, but that was not in existence to my knowledge. And, you know, I was interested in, in talking about people, talking about Bitcoin uh, with people in 2018 when it was down at three grand. But I also was hesitant because of the, the volatility. And unfortunately, a lot of Zambians in rural areas, um, financial literacy is still something that is is a struggle for some Uh And and so there's there's levels of education and, and knowledge. Um, that we're still in the early stages of regarding cryptocurrency in general, Bitcoin specifically. Um, you know, and as was mentioned, people have heard of it and think of scams because apparently there was a scam uh, here around like 2017, 2018. Okay, so pretty much Zambia is uh, yeah virgin ground for Bitcoin. And you guys are just now building out this community and WhatsApp group you're doing meetups and uh, uh, getting some traction as we've seen on Twitter uh, lately there's a lot of interesting stuff happening I'm curious how do you organize those meetups because I saw uh, in this video that's also shared at, at the top uh, you're like outdoors um, and there's a circle and 
uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's quite a nice setting. Is is that how you how you've been doing it after that, or are like how do you get the people to join? How does it work? Yeah, so uh, basically, um, how we go organize it is, I think that one. Uh, the one from the video, the meetup that you're seeing from the video, I think this one was uh, organized by um, Anita Posh, Bitcoin for Fairness. I, oh, no, I think that one was the second one. I think the one that Mavuto was in and then explaining about the monetary, how the monetary system works. The first one, uh, the way it was, it's like it was more like just a conference room where people come and then uh, Anita Posh was explaining about the properties of Bitcoin with uh, a PowerPoint presentation, something like that. Yeah, but uh, later on after that, uh, the way we organize them is that we can we just go to a restaurant, just an, an open place where you're able to talk and interact like that. Yeah, so what we do basically is uh, we choose two to three topics to talk about. For example, uh, we can choose a topic about uh, the difference between crypto and Bitcoin and uh, why Bitcoin is the best saving technology, something like that. Yeah, and then we talk about the, the, the we explain the, the, the topics, we talk about them, and then later on, uh, we allow people to ask any question, any question that they can have. And then after that process of asking questions and answering, answering and all that, uh, towards the end, what we do is we... Uh, we get people, especially those who are new, to install uh, Bitcoin wallets, yeah, so that they can have a few of uh, uh, of Bitcoin. So we get usually we recommend Moon Wallet or Blue Wallet, and then we try to send some sats. And yeah, so so that's basically the setup. Yeah, although I I, I also mentioned one thing. I think I've seen this is one of the major issues we have um, in Zambia when it comes to Bitcoin is. Um, Buying Bitcoin in Zambia is hard. I think this is one of the things that I've seen is tough because a lot of Zambians uh, use um, mobile mobile money wallets, so they don't have bank accounts. Yeah, so for you, for a Zambian to buy, for, for a person to buy Bitcoin, usually you need a, a bank account, you need a Visa or MasterCard for you to buy. So you find that a lot of people in Zambia don't have bank uh, bank accounts and as a result it becomes hard so a lot of people have, have come to me and say how do you buy yeah and usually they say <clears throat> uh, there is a crypto exchange which is a bit zambianized it's called yellow card but uh, another issue they have is that uh, uh, it's like you can't necessarily buy with mobile money and about 90% of the population in Zambia use mobile money yeah, and you can't recommend uh, Binance because in, when you're using Binance, you have to have a bank account because you have to buy a Visa or MasterCard. So that has been some of the issues so far. So basically, that's how we organize our Bitcoin uh, meetups. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And uh, so, what are the topics today? Like, what are yeah, what are you guys discussing today? What's happening today uh, in Zambia? Uh, that is top of mind. All right. So uh, the main issue that uh, we are we are trying to tackle at the moment is we have got these new people who are coming in, uh, trying to learn about cryptocurrency, about Bitcoin. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that there is actually a difference between Bitcoin and crypto. 
Yeah, so we are trying to embed that knowledge that actually the only uh, decentralized uh, crypto asset is Bitcoin. So because of this lack of knowledge, I think that's the reason why uh, there have been a lot of scams. So I think we have been touching a lot on this. And another thing is uh, Bitcoin as a as a saving technology because of uh, the high inflation that we have been ex- we, are, we, we, we are experiencing in in Zambia for the longest period of time. It's only recent with the coming of a new government that inflation has kind of gone down. So I think right now that's what we are focusing on. Uh, maybe if I'm missing something, Mr. Mavuto can uh, add on or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's mainly what are uh, some of the topics that we're focusing on. You're right, and uh, uh, is, I don't know if it's bringing us back a bit. Uh, in the Bitcoin meetups, every time like we have a Bitcoin meetup, we get to see just how far back people are in terms of uh, uh, Bitcoin. They, they, like he said, they don't know the difference between what Bitcoin is and and other uh, crypto digital coins that exist yeah so that's like one of the topics we're trying to tackle but aside from that we realize that a lot of people are so uh, uh absorbed in the keynesian economics so uh we are trying to not only uh teach people about bitcoin but also to kind of shift the mindset in the way they see money and in the way they understand money. So some of the topics we're covering is also uh, just uh, the differences between Keynesian economics and Austrian economics, and also just to uh, explain to the people what money really is as a store of value and as a medium of exchange, and how important that the money that should be used should be the kind of money that is hardest to make, and also the money that is able to store its value long enough for people to be able to redeem it in the future. Yeah, and those are the things that a lot of people don't understand in our country. They they see money uh, and they just use it as it is, but they have no idea what money really is, most of them. Yeah, so our, 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 our goal has been simple. Uh, our focus is Bitcoin, but aside from that, we're just trying to like uh, just teach people as much as they can learn about money so that at least when they choose Bitcoin, they're choosing it from a point of uh, understanding, not of ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, have a question for Bitcoin Dario Mavuto. Um, any one of you can take this. Um, just sort of looking from the outside, um, the meetup you had the other day where you're outdoors, I was very powerful and I agree. Uh, Bitcoin is a bottom-up technology. I wanted to ask, do you have any enthusiasm to educate also those in positions of so-called power? Yeah, on that one, uh, so uh, for me, I believe, uh, like I would say we believe Bitcoin is for everyone. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I guess everyone who is willing to learn about the technology and and want to use it, I, I feel like they're entitled to, 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 to learn. So yeah, we just want everyone here in Zambia to know about Bitcoin. Of course, our focus is the people, but if anyone who is interested, I feel like we are up for it. We, we just want to educate and just teach people. Because uh, Zambia, as much as it is a peaceful country and there's hope for the future, uh, we can't take away the fact that it's, 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 it's one of the poorest countries actually in the world. So 
uh, we want people to wake up before the entire world uh, wakes up in a way. So uh, anyone, yeah, so anyone who, who, who is interested, I think we are up for it. Yeah. And uh, as is, um, uh, like we've mentioned, Anita Posh is actually one of the people who are pushing uh, Bitcoin uh, knowledge and awareness here in Zambia. Uh, she has people that she works with, some people that she made, she made before she met us, who are coordinators for her here in Zambia. So aside from the people, there is also an initiative right now, a Bitcoin meet, uh, I don't know if I can call it a meetup, but this one is centered on the journalist, journalist only. Yeah, so uh, uh, she realized when she came here to Zambia, uh, one, one thing she realized when she came to Zambia was that uh, people knew about Bitcoin, but they knew about Bitcoin as just just like any other cryptocurrency. They, they, they just thought of it like I was, like I mentioned, that as something that would just make them money. Yeah, but it's something that only people on the ground were talking about and none of the TV, uh, TV or journal, journalist or any, or, or even on like on TV stations, Bitcoin is never spoken about in Zambia. Uh, you never hear about it aside from just the people. So they're trying to educate journalists. Uh, they're trying to educate uh, people in government institutions to to just hear or see if they have any plans of having Bitcoin in Zambia or just uh, uh, educating people about Bitcoin or uh, adopting it like El Salvador has adopted it. Yeah, aside from the people, there is that initiative to just like uh, uh, bring awareness to even our institutions and journalists right now. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Mabuto, um, about the the uh, meetup that Anita is, is organizing with journalists. Um, yeah, that, re- you know, that reminds me that, you know, we have the ability there are there's a there's a radio station i'm thinking of up here um that previously aired some of the stories that we were able to put together in local language for hiv positive testimonies for for people to connect with others and i have a contact to that radio station and so i'm i'm going to i'm you're reminding me that you know i should do more reaching out through media so i'm i'm going to connect with him and, uh, you know, maybe there's an opportunity that we can, you know, speak on our respective radio stations. You know, it's a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that should be done 100%. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Anita Bosch recently had uh, an interview with one of the uh, journalists. I don't know if I can call him that in Zambia, one of the social media influ- influencers, uh, Simon Mualen. Yeah, he was interviewing Anita Posh about Bitcoin. But one uh, sad thing about the interview was how um, uh, you could tell Anita Posh knew so much about Bitcoin, but the person interviewing Anita Posh couldn't uh, ask the right questions uh, regarding Bitcoin. And so that's why the initiative was born from like uh, the people uh, who are so uh, who are journalists or, or who are interviewing people or who are, or who are trying to uh, bring awareness to to the people on the ground don't really even understand it like that. So the initiative was born from that interview, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and um, and, and from there, I, I think uh, it's it's just days away from now where they're going to 
start uh, raising awareness in, in, in educating the journalists on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's an, another aspect related to, to that also in terms of education. Um, if, if, if either of you, any of you on this panel speak any local languages, um, you know, we could put together a, a podcast that has a bunch of local language feeds um, just to, you know, create content in, in local languages. I think that's where some of the work should continue now. As we know, like a lot of the podcasts are in English. Um, in the most rural area, uh, in the rural area where I am, uh, it helps to know a local language. For me, that's completely out of the country and don't have a context. Uh, it doesn't mean that some people don't even uh, speak English. Um, is there, and is that portion of the population a large portion? Uh, I don't know the percentages. Um, maybe some of the other Zambians could speak to, directly to um, the language aspect. I mean, the official language of Zambia is is english because of you know colonization history um but yeah in in the most rural area sometimes people have a hard time understanding me um i i'm learning the local language but uh, you know with any language learning sometimes it's easier to understand what somebody's saying but it's hard to produce the language um so that goes for me learning Ichibemba, just as it might for some people I've interacted with learning English. Um, but when I interact with people, you know, I'll ask them, Boucher Mawashiba Pafia Bitcoin, which, you know, means, do you know about Bitcoin? And, um, you know, they might say no. But every opportunity to mention the word Bitcoin is an opportunity to prime somebody to hear about it for the first time to just just to have it on their radar because they'll hear about it over the next few years this is a long game so um, any opportunity to talk about it um, a question for the others on this panel i'm curious because zambians do use mobile money and and are used to using mobile money for sending payments what do you think about the um, ability for bitcoin to come in and in some regards you know people's uh, comfort with using mobile money on their phones might lend them to be more quickly adapting of Bitcoin. Yeah, that is an interesting question. And actually, I was thinking about that. So because, uh, yeah, I think that 2014 mentioned that Zambia has a very important penetration of mobiles. So I was wondering exactly if there are some, you know, uh, initiative around mobile money. Well, I guess, again, I would just have to bring up Machan Kora, who's in the room, uh, his initiative around SMS texting as a wallet. Um, that is That has a lot of potential. Yeah, but even I was wondering, even before, you know, Machan Kora, because, for example, here in, in El Salvador, we had some initiative maybe since 10 years ago, something like that, uh, some of the big telcos. So we're, we're pushing this kind of initiative. And I know that uh, in Africa, you guys have like M-Pesa. So, and I was wondering, you know, if, in a, so how, if you have, you know, that kind of fintech or financial inclusion initiative with technology, because this usually yeah, help, you know, uh, when it's about to teach uh, about this new uh, you know, uh, 
electronic money, which is Bitcoin. So any initiative, guys? All right. Um, so just to be, just to, to to comment on it, I I, I must say that the closest uh, initiative uh, to the mobile money uh, innovation uh, is is Manchakura actually. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, as I said, I think 90, about 90, 90% of the population in, in Zambia use mobile money. Yeah, so even though a lot of people are not connected to uh, commercial banks and the banks in the country, but 90% are actually connected to the uh, the mobile money uh, initiatives. Yeah, so a lot of people know actually how to um, operate uh, mobile money. And... Uh, uh, Manchakura, for now, I could say is, is the closest to it, and I feel like people could interact with it better than uh, than any other uh, similar initiative because it's almost it's, it's almost similar. Because uh, I, I, I I registered for Manchakura, I tested it. It's, it's even inter interrupt. Uh, you can you can cross uh, send the the payments uh, to other other lightning. Uh, Lightning wallets. I was able to send some sats from Blue Wallet to to Manchakura. Yeah, but you you are all doing it uh, with Manchakura. The good part is that you are doing it with uh, with uh, your your feature phone. Yeah, or even your smartphone. But you are you are not using internet. Yeah, so that is huge. Other than that, Belize uh, for the fact that ninety uh, percent use mobile money. Uh, I was recently looking into. Um, Finding a way to actually uh, to to if possible to come up with an exchange where people are able to buy Bitcoin using mobile money. That's what I was looking into. So if if we can come up with a way in which people are able to buy Bitcoin easily with mobile money, that could be something that could change a lot of things because uh, we can talk about Bitcoin in Zambia, but a, a big majority, especially in rural areas. You find that they don't have banks, so you talk about Bitcoin, but they can't buy. But with mobile money initiative, being able to buy Bitcoin using mobile money, it's like everyone, almost everyone that you meet in Zambia has mobile money. So I think, yeah, that's 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 uh, that are some of, of my thoughts uh, in the so, lines of mobile money. So this is um, really interesting to hear. It sounds like uh, Zambians are already primed based on the technology that's already being used to adopt um, lightning payments uh, and uh, you guys have been mentioning uh, multiple times now Machankura there seems to be um, a, a excitement around the solution and what what it could be for Zambia um, this is a very this is a very new solution um, and uh, could you share a little bit more why you're so excited about that I mean you already mentioned it but maybe if you could describe what it is, uh, for those that don't know, and then after that, uh, Shelley's and 2014, you're holding up your hand, so we'll, we'll uh, let you um, go ahead. But if you could just, if we could just deep dive a little bit more here because we've heard uh, a few times now about Machankura, but maybe if we can just explain for the audience what is it, uh, why are you so excited about it for Zambia? All right, so uh, basically, uh, Davin asked about the mobile. Uh, mobile money wallet. So how the mobile money wallet uh, works basically is that you are able to to deposit your money and withdraw your money 
and make some payments without internet. I think that's one thing that's exciting about the mobile 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 money wallet. Yeah, so I'm excited about Manchakura because uh, it's almost identical to to mobile money, literally, because it doesn't use internet as well. So uh, it's something which will be easy for people to get because almost everyone uses uh, the similar feature because most people have put, especially in rural areas, they use feature phones. So with that aspect of just uh, using USSD to actually access your money to send or receive or buy talk time like that, it makes it easy for people to actually interact with it other than using uh, internet, uh, especially in rural areas, of course, it's, it's hard for most people. So because of the fact that 90% are already um, familiar with how the USSD works, Manchakura will be easy to understand for most. Yeah. So I guess that's that about Manchakura. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, Chilis? Yeah, just a quick question. Humphrey, sorry um, to, to bring you in here again. Regarding uh, mobile money, what what fiat currencies is is it denominated in? First of all, and thinking about a project where I think your idea was brilliant. Zambia needs uh, an exchange where it is easy for people with um, mobile wallets to log onto that exchange, whether it's via an app or actual desktop uh, website, and then purchase Bitcoin that way. But I was just curious, what, what is the fiat denominated currency on those mobile wallets and how do they actually get mobile money uh, onto those mobile wallets in the first place? Um, uh, just to be clear, which, like, um, when you talk about mobile, do you mean the, the mobile wallets that we have here in Zambia, like MTN, Yato? Yes. Is yes. That, uh, actually, they are dominated in Kwacha. Currents. Okay, so it's a matter of setting up an exchange that allows uh, Zambians to to buy Bitcoin in Kwacha. Is that what we're yes. thinking? Yes, yes. Okay. If that is possible, I think it could make things ten times easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. So yeah, let's get our heads together. And um, you know, start thinking about how we can um, launch such a project because I think that would be pretty exciting. It would literally overnight onboard ninety percent of the population, including those, especially those without uh, bank accounts, which I think is is very very important here. Bitcoin, um, you don't need to have a bank account, you know, to own and use Bitcoin. So it's very important that um, we, we get that off the ground as soon as possible. Um, so I'll, I'll jump in here because um, I, I guess I'm, I've got a question for Humphrey. You're, you're talking about mobile money not being able to be used um, with yellow card. Um, I, I used yellow card as recently as two weeks ago, and I, I think they had an issue with changing mobile money. Um, but I have been able to buy Bitcoin with Quacha through mobile money. Um, it was a bit of a process because I had to first transfer from APSA. And again, a lot of Zambians don't have bank accounts. So that is a, is a problem right there. Um, but I was able to transfer from APSA Bank 
to my mobile money and then use a, a USSD SMS code to send that to a yellow cards bank account. So I, I was able to do it with mobile money via yellow card. But I, I think they have recently, you might be referring to that they did change something about accepting mobile money. And I found that I was still able to do it with the USSD option. Um, so it is possible. Um, but again, I was only able to do that because I first transferred from APSA. But if I had, well, I guess it wouldn't matter because I had, once I was in my mobile money, it's the same as if I had given cash to a booth for mobile money. Um, but yeah, let's take another look at it because I, I was able to buy with Yellow Card. Now, they do have a lot of KYC, um, they, so it's not totally accessible to everyone right off the bat. Uh, it could definitely be better. And on, so, on that no, on, on that note, I think it's important to, to understand that many of the people who uh, need to access Bitcoin as a form of money will not be able to go through the KYC uh, procedures in order to use an exchange in the way that people in the West use a Bitcoin exchange. So when we think about the market we're trying to uh, boost onto Bitcoin, bringing the idea of an exchange to these people is a, a suboptimal idea. There's a lot of reading to do, understanding of charts, financial information, and then of course there's the, uh, the requirement of having a high bar of equipment in order to get onto these so-called exchanges, which are uh, an, a, a mimicking the, the the form and function of stock exchanges from the, the United States and Europe. And so when we try and uh, make this tool available to people who are not going to be able to use a Coinbase exchange or a Kraken it needs to be put into a form that makes it accessible to everybody, no matter how much education they have, what their level of literacy is, or anything. And that's what we're doing with Azteco. We're making it so simple to get Bitcoin that you can get Bitcoin in the same way that you recharge your MTN or your Vodafone or anything else. It's a slip of paper that you can put into Machankura A333 or scan with your uh, your smartphone and get the uh, Bitcoin immediately. Now, the fact of the matter is, most of the people who are going to be getting onto Bitcoin for the first time are not going to be putting hundreds of thousands of dollars onto Bitcoin. They're going to be putting maybe $5 worth or $10 worth or you know, 100 rands worth, not going to be large amounts of money. So, uh, suggesting that these people need to be on an exchange where they need to provide documentation which they don't have is not going to work. We need to come to people where they are, give them tools that they understand where they are, they're used to using, and there's no reason for uh, an exchange to be used as a way to distribute Bitcoin. It's a, a, a sledgehammer to crack a walnut, to use uh, a Western phrase. So with Azteco, which we are now successfully spreading throughout the world, the ability to get Bitcoin will be uh, made so simple that anyone can use it. And when I say anyone, I mean people who have the $1,000 limit for one voucher to people who only want a single dollar. So 
Um, I think uh, it's really interesting what uh, what Beautyon is doing um, with this deco. And um, uh, basically, let me just uh, share uh, quickly what they do. So basically, they are selling vouchers in point of sales um, places. And, and uh, I don't know the exact details, but it's it's a system to enable people to basically buy small amounts of Bitcoin, KYC free, over the counter, very simple. So it's a very interesting solution. Uh, though we are talking about uh, Zambia and what the uh, they are doing in Zambia and uh, the guys um, are asking each other great questions and uh, so I'd like to stay there and um, if we have a guest uh, please come in but please come with a question though I was about actually to mention Osteco that it, it sounds like a really interesting solution for um, for uh, well many countries that where people just may want to buy something uh, on the ground something small not not starting with something huge you know I'd, i went with an uber yesterday here in panama and uh the guy he just wanted to buy bitcoin in small chunks you know um so anyways a follow-up question on like exchanges or ways for people to buy bitcoin in zambia today it, there's a lot of um countries that have um, a, a, a thriving Paxful market or like, you know, peer-to-peer markets on Binance, Paxful, or otherwise like in Telegram groups or WhatsApp groups. Is there is there a peer-to-peer market in, in Zambia today or no? Uh, so I actually found out about that recently as well. The last Bitcoin meetup we had, we met with uh, a certain guy who is managing a certain crypto group. Yeah, uh, they are trying to, they, there's actually some groups, uh, one of them is called Tamanga11, where they do peer-to-peer uh, 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 buying of Bitcoin and sending, uh, sharing of Bitcoin. Uh, they, 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 they is a, uh, they are guys who work as escrow agents in the in the in the certain WhatsApp group, and so if you want to buy Bitcoin, they are like the middle people uh, between the buyer and the seller. Yeah, so we have some WhatsApp groups and some Telegram groups. Yeah, in Zambia, I've I've seen some of those groups, and uh, there there is also another one that uh, is emerging right now. There are some guys who are trying to uh, start up another uh, WhatsApp uh, group for for the same thing for peer to peer. Yeah, but aside from that, a lot of people, not not a lot of people, uh, I mean, few people in Zambia are buying and sending, uh, selling Bitcoin using local Bitcoin because uh, we've been talking about mobile wallets in Zambia. There are people actually in Zambia who are on local Bitcoin trading, bit, uh, trading uh, Bitcoin. So they sell and buy. So if you want to sell your Bitcoin, you can sell it and receive your money in, in the mobile mobile wallet in Kwacha. Or if you want to buy Bitcoin, you can open an account with local Bitcoin and buy some uh, Bitcoin from Zambian people like that. Yeah. So we have few groups like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask, um, like, what kind of audiences, like, how many numbers do you guys normally do whenever you are hosting your your events? Um, what is the, what is like the average cost whenever you host these events um, in uh, at your and I think you're normally doing these at your university confirm 
um, because I'm seeing that you guys don't really spend that much and that's a really positive thing. And also, um, what's the retention rate? Are people, like, how many people are always coming back um, whenever whenever you do these meetups and stuff? All right. Uh, so, um, yeah, so as we mentioned, uh, there are Bitcoin meetups started recently. Yeah, so um, the average number currently ranges from, um, I would say, 9 to 15 people, somewhere there. Yeah. Um, so there are these situations, there are sometimes we, we, we like just going to an open restaurant where you're able just to order food, something there, and then you're, you're able to sit and then talk and discuss about Bitcoin. Yeah, but there are, uh, sometimes uh, there's, there was a point where we... We had some say there's a certain school called Unza. So at Unza, they sometimes you can you're able to book a certain space where you are able to have your your venue there. The usually it's uh, in in dollar it's about uh, maybe a skisted skisted dollar where you yeah you are able to book a place a skisted dollar something like that. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that about the cost. What other question did I miss? Or the retention, like how, how many people, how many people come back? Yeah, so uh, currently, I think uh, I could say we're having about six people who are like so attentive to to, to learning and so uh, interested in it. Yeah, but uh, we believe this number is going to grow. As we said, we are we are only starting, so. Yeah, uh, in the in in a couple of months, I, I think it will be it will be the number will be clear, like who, which people are actually really interested in Bitcoin or not. And and what is the method that you advertise these these spaces, my house? I mean, these um events. Are you using word of mouth? Are you using flyers? Um, are you using WhatsApp or social media platforms, etc. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the method that we use is just uh, friars mainly. So friars, and then we advertise. Um, we advertise it in the some WhatsApp groups um, where there are some WhatsApp groups where people talk about crypto or something like that. But just uh, we we advertise there, and then we also invite friends and families. Yeah, yeah, to people who are close to us, friends like that. Yeah, so basically that's how we uh, we advertise. Right. Yeah. I think. I think maybe one, one thing that because I've been doing the exact same thing. I think flyers. I, I think flyers aren't the most effective method of of advertisement. I think um, when you actually get people to when you actually talk to individuals personally on one on one communication, that's one of the best ways. Um, and I think also, you, sh- you sh- one thing that I've wanted wanted to try in my local country is going to people who can actually use Bitcoin. And because you want to actually talk to people who are going to be, you want to grow the adoption. So like maybe um, uh, exchange agents, basically, in the local economy, for example. Um, these guys who are already arbitraging the local currencies from to other to foreign currencies uh, may be able to use um, uh, Bitcoin, to, to, uh, for example. And they might find it appealing uh, maybe by applications like Paxpo, for, for example. So I think kind of, one thing I want to try doing is kind of talking to people on the street, for example, before the event, and then bring them in. Also, um, yeah, I don't know. What would you think about that in, in your local country and stuff? 
it definitely sounds like a, a very good idea. I think we'll, we'll definitely try, try that. Yeah, because you, you you want to talk to people, of course, who who use the 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 the, the service. So yeah, yeah. So definitely. Now you mentioned something like Paxful. Uh, I didn't get what you said. What did you say? Oh, uh, so so um, like the, the people who basically are. Because like when you when you guys started the space, you guys all talked about how um, you came you came into Bitcoin because of the gains, right? And we always have the saying that you come for the gains and then you stay for the revolution. Um, so I think sometimes in the bear market, um, it's not it's not always going to be as appealing as to everyone because people are just going to say, "Well, Bitcoin price went down." Um, so sometimes you, what you want to do is you want to give you want to give individuals incentive to learn about Bitcoin. So the one thing that I've been doing in with proof of resilience, for example, is we are looking for job opportunities for individuals to earn with Bitcoin practically. And then if we believe that if we can give individuals um, an incentive or a financial incentive, this might give them a financial incentive to actually study um, and even attend events and stuff. So whether it's jobs in the Bitcoin space, um, jobs that I just, jobs not even in the Bitcoin uh, ecosystem, like I worked with Lucas one time, um, like just developing, for example, but it's paying in Bitcoin, or sometimes you have um, opportunities on certain applications for um, arbitraging and stuff on Paxful and stuff. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of I'm trying to get to the the like listen. You trying to get you trying to just give financial as much financial incentives to um, incentivize education and people come to you events. That's what I, th- I talked about. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, Alexander. I think I'll DM I'll DM you to just get some ideas on how you have been doing it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you need incentives because I think what I've realized that most people who attend uh, some some of the Bitcoin meetup that we've been having are students. Yeah, so you realize that Bitcoin is a saving technology. So for a student who is trying to earn money to make money, uh, they need some form of incentives. Yeah, so I think it makes a lot of sense. I think I'll DM you to, to get some more information and if possible, we can implement some here in Zambia. Let me get, give some context because Alexander didn't say it um, out, uh, you know, in plain. Um, so actually when I started to talk to Alexandria, I don't know when it was, maybe six months plus ago, um, he was already earning money through through some interesting uh, setup where he helped people open a, an account on an exchange and he got and then he shared the incentive with the other person and that way they could both earn some bitcoin and then um, after that he's been he's he, he started hanging out in spaces and started getting some some bitcoin related jobs and um and uh, one thing that i've been saying uh, to alexander is like you you can actually be an inspiration to others um, uh, that there's a lot of opportunity in Bitcoin. There's a lot of um, companies that are just uh, really want to get into um, different countries in Africa, but I mean, all over the world, but it's so underexposed and there's so much need and so much, you know, because it's, it, it can be so useful if the monetary system doesn't work very well, it's hard to bank, blah, blah. It's just, um, it's there's just so much opportunity for people to start um, actually using it. So, um, there, therefore, I think there's a lot of companies that are just waiting to employ uh, Bitcoiners uh, in uh, all over uh, the continent. 
just like what's happening in South and Central America. And I think what we're already seeing right now in um, different countries in Africa, it seems to be uh, a boom just during this year. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but uh, I'm getting the impression that there's a lot of things happening just right now. Um, and uh, with that little rant, uh, I'll hand it to Shilis. Sorry for jumping between. Uh, please go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Just a quick question. Um, I wanted to find out what the current use, uh, the, the the main use case for Bitcoin is for locals in Zambia at the moment. Do they see it as uh, as a savings tool, or are they, you know, quite engaged in, in using it as a medium of exchange, so buying and selling goods and services, or are people trying to accumulate and hold? Um, right now in Zambia, um, actually, I could say there are two main use cases that I've seen. Uh, the first one, I think there's about two businesses which have, uh, which uh, uh, accept Bitcoin. And that's a, yeah, about two things. So as a medium of exchange, but of course, it's just starting. So uh, it's still very, uh, very early for that. Yeah. Uh, I think from our meetups, what we have observed is when people come to the meetups, the first thing that is in their head is they want to make money. I think that's what I've seen. Yeah, but the education we are trying to push to people is Bitcoin is uh, a saving technology. Yeah, so we are trying to show people that actually you have to work <laughs> and then your economic energy will be saved in Bitcoin for the future. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that's about that. Yeah, but uh, with more knowledge, I feel like more businesses will um, uh, will begin to accept uh, Bitcoin. I think, uh, in fact, we've been planning with Mavuto to just try to organize a few people to Bitcoiners here in Zambia just to visit a certain new restaurant that someone told me about which accept, uh, started accepting Bitcoin. So I feel like there's hope for, for Bitcoin here in Zambia. Yeah, I'm excited what will happen after five months or six months. Alexandria, thanks for uh, bringing up job creation. You know, you, you reminded me that I think I had heard, and maybe Darwin, I think you said you're in El Salvador, uh, that when Bitcoin Beach was started, I think one of the first initiatives was that um, the young people were incentivized to clean up the beach um, and they were paid for it. And, and something that crosses my mind now um, when I think about the the village where I live, unfortunately, there's not the infrastructure for trash collection. And so there is a fair bit of litter around the market, um, you know, soft plastic wrappers from candy and cookies and stuff. Um, it's pretty pervasive. Um, regarding the trash, because there, unfortunately, there's not trash pickup, um, EcoBricks is the notion that you can take a plastic water bottle and you can stuff soft plastic trash in it, you know, compact it, really put a lot in there, stuff it, make it, make the bottle into a hard bottle. And you can, if you look up eco bricks online, I mean, people have built houses. I mean, you can use it as a brick substitute and build in, build things with eco bricks just by taking plastic trash, stuffing it in bottles and then using it to build. Um, so 
maybe there's opportunity there. And then, you know, I think about another aspect that we experience in the village, unfortunately, um, a lot of people uh, sometimes have difficulty feeding their goats. And so they let the goats roam free. Um, but then the goats eat a lot of the plastic trash. Um, so it's good just to clean up the environment. Maybe we can incentivize paying people to earn in Satoshi's. And also then they can use the bricks for a business. So I think there's potential here. I'd like to explore that more and, and hear what the rest of you might think about that. Yeah, so um, I think that's an awesome idea, um, definitely. I think um, if, 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 you, if you can, um, I'm not sure what you're doing exactly, but I mean, if you can find someone who's willing to pay for that, especially in Bitcoin, that's, that's definitely awesome. Um, the one thing that I've been focused on is firstly getting companies that are actually looking for individuals to work with because they already have the capital and they can pay individuals um, quite well handsomely, especially where, where I come from, you know. Um, I think the company that I'm working for is paying me like at, at least 100x compared to what I was what I was earning from in Zimbabwe before. And, I mean, they're offering jobs to people all over Africa. So it's, it's, the, the main focus is just, okay, which companies are, are, are willing to pay, especially in Bitcoin, and then... The best thing is if they Bitcoin only companies um, that are um, that are going to be building Bitcoin ecosystems, especially in these countries, right? Um, and that's that's like the home run, basically. Um, and th that's the main focus. And then then I start looking at um, other things. But it's just okay if you guys know of any companies that are willing to expand into Africa, just like send them send them our way and see how um, how we can can work with them and then we also look for local talents in order to 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 make sure this is a success because that's the main thing is we, we want people that are gonna just go the extra mile to make it show success uh, success sorry yeah oh yeah um i remember um shows had a question about getting into pol uh, getting into parlor um getting into parliaments and stuff or it's, it's a bit really it's, it's a little bit early but we are looking for people um all over africa especially just young guys um, who are going to who are just going to be kind of a community, uh, a, a community that kind of um, walks towards um, legal framework, basically, on Bitcoin adoption in, in Africa, basically. So um, that's something that we are, we've seen that, okay, um, we've seen that, okay, we can educate individuals on the ground. That's, that's not really a problem. Um, we can get companies inside. Now, okay, what's the, the main step is, um, how can we also get, like, like, like this legal uh, framework happening and we've got people in kenya um uh Botswana, south, um, south africa zimbabwe myself and um i, I forgot i think i forgot the, the last country that we have so we're actually going to be looking for people even in in, in zambia so i mean if zambia is, is open to that and these people that are willing to um work on to walk towards that please also let me know um just make sure that this this does happen so we're not just addressing one area, but almost every area, basically. Boom. Okay. Um, what else do we want to talk about, guys? Um, is there? Oh, Darwin has a question. Yeah. Uh, basically, I'm almost living, and but I don't want it before like to, yeah, share with you like so bullish and glad to share this space with you. But I wanted to to also say that. Uh, Bitcoin is unstoppable. So just the fact that you want to send 
you are able to send value, you know, through an SMS, a peer-to-peer -to, -peer, uh, to the world. So that is huge. So the monetary network is in place. So I think that the central banks, they will never, uh, yeah, like beat that because just imagine how, how any bank can implement this kind of technology. And also, uh, any of those central banks don't have that uh, community, those plebs, you know, makers around the globe in Africa and El Salvador, in, in, in Australia, everywhere, yeah, like building new, new uh, peer to peer products, <clears throat> new wallets. Yeah, I think that that make uh, that Bitcoin already won. So it's just a matter of, of time and that Bitcoin will, you know, defeat uh, any fiat and monetary system. So that is what I wanted to share. So, yeah, I'm honored, you know, to be with you in this space and have a really nice uh, beginning of the next week. Darwin, before you hop off, uh, mm -hmm. I have a, I'm just curious because um, mm -hmm. you chose specifically to come on to this space. You haven't uh, been in many spaces uh, recently. Um, uh, you, you chose to come on to this space to listen in and ask the guys these questions. Um, so um, uh, what prompted you to, uh, to come on here and, uh, and engage with the Zambian community? Yeah. So I'm seeing, you know, I've usually seen some uh, similarities between uh, Latin America and Africa. You know, some, I'm sure that most of the Bitcoin use cases uh, in Africa will be the same in, in Latin America. So here, Latin America, we have also like a thousand millions, you know, yeah, potential Bitcoin users. So... Yeah, and and so bullish about the the community because I I I see a Bitcoin community in in Africa. They are working together, you know, collaborating. Yeah, and uh, creating you know uh, meetups products. So and yeah, I think that any uh, of those use cases that you guys are addressing will be yeah also you know useful here so that's that's why mainly because i, I see those uh yeah like yeah we are kind of similar you know thanks for sharing that darwin super interesting chillis you yeah just to comment on the point darwin mentioned there regarding africans having a real community here because of bitcoin and um historically when Africa was taken advantage over by uh, colonialists, we were picked apart mm -hmm. because uh, we were uh, were not as united, and um, you know, sort of doing our own things, and we didn't have a common identity. And now we see Bitcoin potentially um, unifying Africa as a whole. I think uh, the other week we had uh, Bitcoiners from Kenya so passionate. The Nigerians are doing their thing. We're hearing about awesome stuff in South Africa. Zambia is on today. We're going to hear about the northern part of the continent as well. So we're beginning to form uh, 
a, a unified identity. We all love and respect each other. We see each other as brothers and sisters now. That whole political divide is sort of um, dissolving. Um, I'm sure if I just go over across to Nigeria and, uh, you know, identify as a Bitcoiner, you know, because it transmits a lot of the, uh, uh, the, the, the values and principles that are natural for a lot of people, you know, across Africa, you know, uh, freedom, property rights, security, all of that is in the uh, Bitcoin protocol. And of course, it's, it's, it's scarcity, it's value, you know, we have to work, you know, to earn your way in life. So, um, a lot of love between um, Africans happening right now. And I see that just spreading because, you know, we're unified under uh, a common language, uh, which, which Bitcoin here is allowing us to, to transmit in, in many, many, many ways. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, for, for me, that is amazing. So we have some, uh, yeah, we, yeah, most of the, I think that all Latin America also was colony, you know, <laughs> in the different countries and but yes the the power of the bitcoin monetary network i think that uh, is changing and will change everything yeah so that that kind of scenarios when from here el salvador i can send you know uh, money i can transfer value you permissionless but yeah transference so yeah yeah i just wanted to also just um when you talked about africa's connecting um, that's an interesting point because all I've been doing is connecting all the all of the southern region countries in Africa. Well, not all of them just yet, but I've done about I've done about three countries, and I'm about to go into my fourth one, which is going to be Zambia hopefully soon. Um, so it's been South Africa, Botswana, um, and uh, and and Zimbabwe basically. And um, I'm now actually in Botswana again, just hosting more meetups. I even traveled with, with the person who was organizing Bitcoin events in Botswana to South Africa. And then we also connected. We were doing a space in South Africa with Machankura, um, the Bitcoin lady, Paxville. So we're all kind of uniting. And I mean, it's really exciting. And only and what was funny is because I was, I was posting these videos and photos of me uniting with these different African countries, um, other people from Africa in the Kenya um, and, and Nigeria region connected to me. So, I mean, I'm seeing this massive amount of unity, which I'm really loving. And also, Nigeria reported to be in the most curious country about Bitcoin. So we can see, like, there's this, there's this new um, level of, of adoption that's really about to a, about a kick in. And I think it's going to be Africa where... It's going to primarily be focused. Um, it's, it's, it's going to happen, um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Basically, sorry. Yes. Okay, and we have a an amazing Bitcoiner, uh, the Recycle Knot. Uh, you can share your name if you want after my introduction of you. A uh, part of the Harlem Bitcoin community, an amazing Bitcoiner um, that's uh, hung out in our little Bitcoin Fest spaces a few times uh, in the socials that we do every second week. And uh, a voice that I really like to hear. He, he does some real work uh, in uh, Harlem, New York. And uh, great Bitcoin. You're welcome. Lucas, thank you, man. I just, um, I was listening to the space and I was really, um, I'm just enthusiastic listening to uh, Bitcoin is from on the other side of the world where it looks like, I mean, it's just so beautiful to hear people that are over 3,000 miles away and we're being connected via nothing more than a wire. We're talking through a wire and <clears throat> I just wanted to say like, you know, 
my thing was uh I was maybe listening into maybe talk about some like kind of high level UX UI talk about you know what um because I hear like a lot of the mobile money is being used in uh Zambia and other Western African countries and basically countries all over uh the continent. And I just wanted to see what was the um just the major pain points that people would have between um you know their mobile money wallets and let's just say like a wallet that we would implement because if the object is to bootstrap the existing legacy system and put it on the back of bitcoin um i think maybe it's i think uh, the best form of uh i think mimicry is the best form of flattery i guess so i just wanted to talk about some of the mobile wallets that uh people normally used in a different country like places like Zambia and everything like that what would, what does it look like where are the uh the different features and the components like what what attracts these um what are the attractions of basically um the wallets and everything like that because if we can copy it it can just uh basically be something that we can we can all use and offer to people okay. it's just a little something I'm thinking about yeah so I think I think this is a very relevant question. I I do think I feel we have covered it previously, and I'm starting to feel that we're also in the mode of uh, say uh, uh, wrapping up. So I I think maybe that we don't dive into this now. Um, sorry to to um, to not address it, but um, yeah, I I I think it's okay. Um, it uh, it's. I think in the middle we talk quite a lot about UX issues relating to people not having IDs, so they can't even sign up to some of these services. Um, but then mobile money is used extensively, um, so people are quite used to mobile money in Zambia. Uh, so from that perspective, the hope from uh, mobile money um, uh, to using Bitcoin shouldn't be that large, the way that I understood uh, the conversation. Um, but at the same time, people don't all have uh, smartphones, so uh, there is a need for solutions that are dumb phone based. Uh, Machankura has been talked uh, about as a, a simple good uh, substitute where you can use SMS or USSD, uh, and it seems to be sparking a lot of excitement at the moment in the Zambian community. I would say that's a, uh, maybe a, a summary of uh, the conversation we had earlier. Um, so I'd like to move to wrapping up because I feel that's what we're already doing. We're talking about all the amazing connections that are happening. So I suggest um, that uh, some wrap-up words. Um, so if we start by Alexandra, some of your wrap-up thoughts from the space, will please share with us. Yeah, first I just have one question also is that... Um, the next meetups I'm going to be doing, also going to Zambia, is we want to give away as many actually free free Bitcoin books. So if you know of any author that wants to give away his book um, to individuals, we want to kind of have a Bitcoin um, slash meetup via a Bitcoin book um, vibe kind of way. And the second is just I really love your work. Um, you know the groundwork is where it's really hard um, to, to 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 do. 
you know, these first couple meetups were really hard. And the fact that you, you know, you haven't lost any enthusiasm um, in doing these events is what really speaks volumes and stuff. So, yeah, um, it's awesome. It was really awesome listening to you guys. And I also hope that I can meet you guys soon in Zambia. Um, let's organize something like that. Let's also hash out ideas. And also put me in your WhatsApp group if you, if you can. Um, I'd love to connect and see what you guys are doing. You know, for me. Thanks, guys. Yes. Awesome. And Chilis, please uh, go ahead. What are your wrap-up thoughts? It's, it's clear to me Bitcoin adoption in Zambia is uh, growing. It's accelerating. Um, I'm quite, you know, really, really happy to have met um, Bitcoin Diary, Mavuto, uh, you guys online and just have that instant connection. So I will be seeing you guys in person um, very, very soon. And yeah, let's just keep on doing that groundwork, keep on doing the Lord's work. And again, as we touched on, uh, education is a massive thing, uh, but we also have those technical uh, challenges, which um, I'm sure with time, with patience, as Sakim um, has just said there, will be addressed. So really, really happy to see that my country, Zambia, is on the map. It's always been on the map, but it's, uh, it's now on the 21st century map, and we will get to the people in power and advocate and debate and show them why Zambia needs bitcoin as a primary reserve asset boom 2014 please share your thoughts uh, yeah i'm uh, i'm feeling bullish tonight after you know listening to my fellow panelists and i always just enjoy conversation about how we can move forward i feel like I, personally i've got a to-do list here i'm gonna reach out to the local radio station you know, I, I've got episodes for a local language podcast in my computer that I want to get out on a feed. And and I invite you, um, anyone on, in this space who speaks any of the 73 local tribal languages in Zambia uh, or people who come down to the meetups in Lusaka. I'm sorry, I haven't been able to get to any of those. I hope to. Um, Zambia is a big country, though, and I'm a little far away. But... Uh, yeah, let's let's keep connecting and um, yeah, feeling good about it. Uh, there was something else I was just thinking, but it escapes me now. Oh yeah, you know, I hope for the rest of you, everybody listening on this call, that I hope that you've seen a little bit of the hospitality and friendliness and the positivity that I've experienced as a guest here in Zambia. Zambians are awesome people, and I am so happy and grateful to be here and. Uh, to connect with this community, to to be playing a small role in the education of, of Bitcoin, something that we all know is so important and uh, can help uplift a lot of people who haven't previously had access to capital. Um, so, yeah, let's just keep let's keep working. Uh, love to hear it. And one thing that I really enjoyed hearing uh, during this this conversation was actually the brainstorm, the spontaneous brainstorm that seemed to happen um, where you were just taking off ideas. That was really cool. Mabuto. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, my last words. I think Bitcoin is going to be known by everyone in the world. It is going to be used by everyone in the world. It is just a matter of time. And that is why our focus is just mainly on the education part in Zambia to try and make sure that as many people as possible get to know about Bitcoin. Yeah, but one of the challenges that we have faced, of course, is that the people that we talk to, a huge percentage of them are students and they don't make any money. They are not employed. 
And that's why I think this uh, space was very important because I think after this, we'll connect more with Alexandra so that we can see how we can help and connect people to make uh, to save using Bitcoin and earn using Bitcoin. Yeah, thank you. Boom. Thank you, Mabuto. And I'm going to re-watch that video with you. I haven't been able, obviously, to do it during the space, but I really love that video. And uh, I can encourage everybody to uh, save that in your links and uh, have a watch because it, it makes you incredibly bullish. Hey, Humphrey, yeah, thanks for bringing everybody together. Um, a great group of people that you brought together. And um, please share your thoughts. Hey, Lucas. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, so I would like to thank you and uh, Global Bitcoin Fest. Yeah, for just reaching out. I think the other day I was talking with uh, Mavuto. Uh, I was telling him that, ah, have you noticed that Bitcoin is the only currency or in the world, it's the only form of money which brings people together, regardless of color, race, sex, anything. It's like it just breaks the divide. Yeah, so... Um, when you learn about Bitcoin, I think the, the, the Bitcoin adoption in Zambia is growing. And just in this space, we have got about, is it uh, five Bitcoin marks from, from Zambia? Yeah, so that alone is, um, is, is just a, a, a bit, uh, showing a bit of uh, where we are going as a, as a Bitcoin community. Yeah, so... So it's like when you learn Bitcoin, you say, I, I don't know anyone who like spent time to learn Bitcoin and went back after that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about what uh, is going to happen after five months, after six months, after one year in Zambia. We are definitely going somewhere. Yeah. So thanks again, Bitcoin, uh, Global Bitcoin Fest for uh, bringing this space together and just uh, hearing our views and what's happening in Zambia. Yes, I've so enjoyed listening to you guys. And uh, I, I would just want to echo what everybody else here has said for, uh, in various ways that it really feels like not only the communities are getting much stronger recently in um, the different uh, African countries, but also the communities are reaching out cross-border and starting to work together and... Um, I really loved what you just said, Humphrey, about since like Bitcoin is the only money that brings people together. What a beautiful ending. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, guys, we have a last part uh, where we um, ask the guests to open up the mic. And um, when they do that, we're going to uh, say goodbye together. Um, but before we do that, I just want to say Global Bitcoin Fest, we are about listening to local communities uh, about their story, about Bitcoin in their country, how adoption is going and growing. And we're all about connecting Bitcoiners across the world. Uh, Global Bitcoin Fest is following only maxis. Uh, it's a curated list of maxis. Follow all of the people. Uh, that Global Bitcoin Fest is following because that's the pure signal maxis across the world. We've done more than 30 countries now. We'll keep on going until we're done with 192 countries. And now, please guys, can you unmute so that we can hear how do you say goodbye in uh, Zambia? What's the 
what's the word or phrase and Mabuto please unmute 2014 please unmute Chilis please unmute I want you guys to be unmuted so we can do this together how do you say goodbye send them in a pomakwai <laughs> how do how do I say that? Send means good night uh, in Bemba. That's beautiful. Any any other version? Zaunana. 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 Okay. Oh. <laughs> When do we know? Awesome. Guys, thank you for thank this you night. Thank you so much. It's been thank awesome. Oh, this was really amazing. Good really night. enjoyed it. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Thanks for hosting. Global Bitcoin Fest. Celebrate Bitcoin adoption with Bitcoin communities worldwide.